Welcome to another episode of Reverse Ambition, a podcast that focuses on those who take a leap to, to chase their dreams and passion. My name is Kelsey Cooper, aka The Social Broker. Today's guest is a dynamic woman. In 2006, she started Fashion Bomb Daily, an online media platform that focuses on multicultural fashion. Today, it is a global media platform and is the number one online destination for all multicultural fashion style and culture. She also wrote a book, The Bomb Life. She also had brand extension, Fashion Bomb Men, Fashion Bomb Kids, Fashion Bomb Africa. She does her events, convos with Claire events, and she does public speaking and hosting everywhere. Please welcome Miss Claire Summers. What's up, Claire? Hi. How are you? I'm good, girl. Well, thank you for uh, being on this call. I know you got a million one things going on. So we're going to make this quick, but good. So what I usually do is I ask my guests to, like, you know, walk me through their journey in terms of where they're from, where they went to school, what they majored in, and we'll go from there to where you are now. All right. So I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, Flatbush, went to public school, PS 235. Um, at age nine, my family decided to move down to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. New York was getting a little too hot. <laughs> um, and so I went down to Atlanta and grew up there, went to private school in Buckhead, and then eventually I went to Harvard University. Um, I went to Harvard because my brother also had gotten into Harvard. Mm-hmm. He loved his experience and encouraged me to go. I never thought that Harvard would be a school that I a, wanted to go to or could get into. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised when I was accepted. And when I was there, my brother recommended that I just major in what I wanted to major in and that later on down the line people wouldn't look at what I majored in and they would just look at the fact that I went to Harvard and he was right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh, I majored in French and African American studies I've always loved the French language um I I've been I went to spent summers in Paris when I was a teenager and just always really loved the culture Mm -hmm. and then African American studies um, always been into like the struggle of our people learning about our history. And so uh, everything made sense later on um, when I discovered this love of fashion and writing. Um, as far as the French degree was concerned, I was able to get my first real internship at a fashion magazine at Paris Vogue. Um, and so me speaking French fluently really came in, came in handy when I wanted to dive headfirst into fashion. And then African-American studies came in handy because our site does focus a lot on Black people, mm-hmm. um, people of color, people of African descent. And, and really, we are a diverse platform. We speak to everyone with great style, but we address the concerns of people of African descent in the fashion industry who feel overlooked and undervalued. And we try to be that platform that highlights them and provides them access and acknowledgement um, and praise. So that is uh, the long part of it. (laughs) So that's what inspired you to start the Fashion Bomb Daily, you know, just being a voice for African, you know, 
um, diaspora culture, fashion, and all that, right? It is. It is. You know, I just, when I decided to launch a blog, I was thinking about what I wanted it to be about. And I've always been into shopping ever since I was young. I have shopping lists from my journals when I was 13 years old. I've just always loved fashion. Uh And um, when I first started, that was what my blog was about. It was more personal. Mm -hmm. As time went on, we started to incorporate celebrity style and street style. And I noticed that there was just uh, a void. You Mm -hmm. know, there wasn't anything that really spoke to us. Mm -hmm. And at the time when I launched it, Suede Magazine had had recently closed and we were all um, distraught, you know. Right, I remember that. Yeah, Suede Magazine was the closest thing we had to a black bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I didn't set out to create a black bug, but that's eventually what we became. Right, right. So, I mean, you said you were, you, you know, it was something personal you started. So how did you get it from a personal blog to be the number one online platform for global online platform for multicultural style fashion? Um, I think that uh, eventually me talking about like breaking my heel while walking down the street or buying a sweater and returning it, like it just wasn't (laughs) that interesting. And um, I did some research. Like I think once I started to blog, I did some research on like what people online were looking for and and what what they wanted to read about and I read somewhere that most women go online for shopping and celebrity style. And mm-hmm. so honestly, that was, that was, um, my goal just to, just to, just to fill that void. And I think that fashion bomb grew and continues to grow through us just pouring into it every single day. Like I'm extremely consistent. You will, there will never be a day where you don't see new content on our Instagram page. There will never be a day you don't see new content on our website. And there will never be a day you don't see new content on my personal pages. Like we literally have been, that's why I call it daily because every single day we do something for this platform and for the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, that's one of the reasons why we've been able to um, become one of the biggest and most influential platforms for women of color. Right. So when did you, you know, I'm sure starting anything from scratch is hard, you know. How long did it take for people like, oh, my God, this is dope, you know, to find you, to, like, you know, realize this is a, you know, your platform is a force to be reckoned with when time it comes to multicultural? Um, I think we're, we're a work in progress. Like, I don't feel like, we've made it and Mm. I think maybe it's because I don't feel like we've made it that I continue to go so hard Uh um but I guess we broke through pretty early because Mm. um I think something that I recognized early was the power of relationships and networks Uh and so I had written an article for SS Magazine on the top top blogs and in my article it was talking about Clunk and Disorderly, Concrete Loop, Young, Black, and Fabulous, Cake and Ice Cream. I mean, I don't know if you remember those. But I don't think I don't think three out of four of them are still around right, right now. Right, right. 
And that's wow. why you're so amazing because you've outlasted <laughs> all those platforms and they were big. They were all big. They were big. Yeah. But I wrote about them. I reached out to them. I told them they would be featured in essence. They were all very excited. You know, this is before blogs and websites were bigger than print magazines. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of these bloggers, it was like a huge opportunity for them and I just kept in touch with them. Um, within the magazine world, you you turn an article in three months before it's ready to go live. Mm-hmm. And so I was nurturing relationships with these websites and, and the owners of these websites for three months. And I was the person to, you know, put, put them in their first publication and, and they were so excited. So because I had those relationships, when I decided to launch my own blog, they were more than happy to link back to me um and some of the first press we received was from young black and fabulous mm-hmm. we i wrote fashion for them um i i had like a fashion column with them and then concrete loop they would link back to me and then over the years nicole bitchy would link back to me and so you know i think more and more we're seeing how important it is to have these really strong relationships with people mm-hmm. Well, you can, you know, exchange information. It's not always like you're taking advantage of their platform, but if you have something that you can offer to them that's an asset, you know, a lot of these gossip blogs, they'll talk just about gossip, but a fashion bomb will will take, say there's a picture of Rihanna on the street holding a glass of wine, and mm-hmm. the gossip site will be like, Rihanna's out drinking wine and we'll be like she's outside drinking wine wearing a Balmain dress mm-hmm. you know what I mean so there's a way that we can um, collaborate in a way that, that services both of our interests and so um, that has really been a key a, a big key key for us right right so you were um, blogging by yourself when did you you know get a team together to kind of help you scale how long before you did that or I'd say two years um we started in 2006 I had my first internship contest in 2008 Mm -hmm. and it's really like a work in progress um getting the right team it's not easy to retain the team sometimes because people they want to grow they want to get bigger like one of our most recent um, editor, she went over to Team Vogue, and wow, we have a, we had another young lady. She went over to Yahoo Fashion, and another young lady was working for us. Now she's at BuzzFeed, you know. So we're kind of like the the training ground for right. a lot of. Bigger, how do you feel? Um, how you feel about that? How do you adjust to you know constant you know in and out of team team members? Um. I think it's important you just not you uh, one of the popular phrases is there are no feelings in business right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so even though you might feel some sort of way about it it's just business and right. you just you're like oh okay they're leaving okay who who can we find to replace them right and then get it down to a system where it's easy for people to replicate it's like the mcdonald's system not to say we're we're at the mcdonald's level yet mm-hmm. but if you 
watch the movie The Founder and they're like, okay, this is how you do it. And you automate and one person puts the patty on and one person puts the lettuce mm-hmm. and one person puts the pickles and that's how we do it fast, you know, getting a system together. And now with um, with people who join our team, we have them run some of our smaller sites before they're able to come to the big dog, the Fashion Bomb Daily site. But mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot, you know, it, it's a lot of training Right. And a lot of people kind of messing up, you know, right. like as you saw with our phone call, you know, I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing this phone call, but you're here messing up with your, what I told you to do. So it's about like delegating and being crystal clear and then getting the right people. But, you know, I think that it's just part, it's just part of running a business. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't realize what it take to scale like all we know is that we want to be big and and you don't realize the sacrifice or how much not just the sacrifice but what that takes right and and it definitely I'm learning it takes having a, a, a not just a team but a good team and a team that understands the bigger mission and and want to do it not just for the money of it or not just for the exposure of it but because they believe in it right and um and and that you know we're all works in progress right right so you have to have a lot of patience and and does a lot of patience with people your team members and so forth has there been you times do. have there been times you were like oh, you know they wear on your patience like <laughs> of course you know of course oh. of course yeah and it's also good to i have a business partner now who might be you know it's like maybe speaking to people is not your strong point mm-hmm. so you can get somebody who you know can talk to them and and speak calmly and and you know I think it's always important one of my favorite books my brother gave it to me it's called how to be CEO with Jeffrey Fox mm-hmm. by Jeffrey Fox and one of the chapters it says never send a nasty memo right mm. so you never want to send an email or a text or a DM where somebody can screenshot it and be like, Claire's crazy. You know what I mean? Right, so right. You, you avoid saying or writing down um, things in the heat of the moment or when you're emotional. And also if you get emotional, take a full day. It's the same thing with social media. Like you'll never see me write anything crazy or say anything crazy on social media Take a day to think about it and to calm down and then you respond and, and always like consult with people. Like I consult with my mom, I consult with my business partner and I'm like, so what do you think about this? Right. You know, but I think as, as we've grown, I've grown a lot as a leader. I've, I've had to grow a lot as a leader and, um, and, and learn how, how to delegate and how to talk to people and how to reward them for doing a good job and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so, of course, there are moments, but it's just, it's just part of it. It's just part of doing business. And if you love it, then you'll take, you'll take the good, you'll take the bad and, right. and continue to move forward. Right. You mentioned your mom, your business partner. Those have been your support <laughs> network. Um, in terms of because no man is an island and you are the face of your brand and you know you are fashion bomb daily you are convos with clear so you seem to have do you have like a strong support network that that you lean on a lot other than your mom yeah, and your business actually, partner 
yeah. Um, my brother is still there. You know, my brother. <laughs> my brother. A lot of people when they hear I went to Harvard, they're like, "Oh, did your parents? Were they really on you when it came to your schoolwork? And were they really strict?" And my parents were not, but my brother. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> so he is he he's still he's still out whip for you he's still like now you're effing up he you know he tells you when you're messing up he tells you when you you know when you need to like get your shit together stuff like that oh yeah uh, yeah and now my brother's involved two of my brothers are involved with my business my father you know it's become like a family affair you wow. know and i think it's been one of those things where i don't think my parents and probably my some of my siblings don't haven't always understood what it is that I do mm-hmm. and so they're like oh yeah that's cute she has a hobby is she it's a hobby <laughs> whatever and so now they're starting to understand now after all these years they're just now starting to understand your business yeah I mean they still don't you know uh, my dad is like Oh, she, he's like, you just want to dress up all day uh-huh. and you don't want to work. And I'm like, this is work. Dad. Wow. Right. <laughs> don't get it. Parents just don't understand sometimes. But that said, they, they are supporting, they're, they're being super supportive of me. And so, um, that, you know, that, that is how I'm able to, to function as I am. I know that some people might look at me and think it's a one woman show, but it is not. Mm-hmm. And, and we're growing. And I think it's also taken me time to be willing to let go. Mm. Of some- How hard was that? And- How easy or hard was that for you to like, let go your baby and like delegate and all that? It's, it was hard, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, I had to have my business partner kind of talk me down because <laughs> I'm um I'm very much a bit of a perf- I'm a bit of a perfectionist uh-huh. and especially when it comes to writing like writing is my first love a lot of people don't know that and I don't really get to write that much because uh-huh. I'm doing a, a lot of other things but you know little grammar things will drive me crazy and I remember one of my writers she wrote something and she didn't do apostrophe s the right way and I was crying about it, mm-hmm. and my business partner was like, "You're really crying about an apostrophe." I was like, "Are you serious right. right now?" And I had to just be like, you know, even though I care a lot about the English language and I read strunk and white elements of style, and I wrote on writing. I mean, I read on writing well. Like this is something I really studied. Most people who are reading captions on Instagram don't give two cares about an apostrophe s right you right. know and most of them don't even read the caption like we've had it before where we're, we're like this dress is 300 dollars, and you could get it at uh target and they'll mm-hmm. be like um where can i buy the dress you know what i mean so it's just like claire you have got to calm down right and just understand that not everything has got to be perfect and you have to just trust people you gently um um, tell them how to do it the right way and and then you just move on because I can't like I can't elevate to the level where I want to if I'm here nitpicking over a posture right. like really like I have to keep my mind space clear to to do other things right so. seem like your business partner has been crucial in terms of you know you scaling how long did you do you have your business partner how did you meet your business partner 
actually met my business partner um, through an advertisement. So they advertised with us mm-hmm. and then ended up meeting up. And during our first meeting, he had so many great ideas. Like we sat and talked for hours about different ways I could um, fine tune my personal brand. And I just loved what, what, what he had to say. And so two years later, he is a huge um, part of the business in terms of creative and, and how to market. And, you know, with him, we started to advertise on other platforms, which is something I never did before mm-hmm. and advertise myself and do the book Claire Somers post that sometimes I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, Why? but you do it, you know, you put yourself out there and then your book, you know, so at the end of the day, regardless of how you feel about it, you know, you're getting what you you get what you ask for. Right. And so I think it's important to have somebody in your life who a has the best interest in what you're doing and, and believes in you sometimes more than you believe in yourself and pushes you outside of your comfort zone. And then you also have to be open to being pushed outside of your comfort zone. Like there's literally, I love constructive criticism. I love I love to get better. I don't mm-hmm. get You don't get take upset. you don't take things personal. I do not take anything personally and I'm always open to improving and being the best version of myself mm-hmm. that I can be. And so I think for anybody listening, just try to find that person and a lot of times I hear people say, you know, I don't want to have a team you know, I don't trust them. Maybe they've had some bad experiences, but it's like with anything in life, whether it's an accountant or a publicist or a hairstylist or whoever you might have on your team to help you, like mm-hmm. you want, you might not get it right the first time mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Right. But that doesn't mean give up on it completely. You just keep going until you find the right fit. Right. So, I mean, you're going as if you started this blog or this media platform yesterday. What keeps you going so hard? I mean, you really go hard, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's not like you, you're talking like you haven't made it. I mean, you outlasted a lot of platforms that no longer exist or they're afterthought. But you're, you're, so, you're still hungry like you just started in 2006. What is it that keeps you, drives you so hard? Um, I think what, what keeps me going is that kind of ambition, just not really feeling like I've made it. Like, I don't feel like I've made it until I have a, a few million, you know, like 10 million in the bank and mm-hmm. Rolex and jet. Like, I have a vision of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. And so until I get to that vision of success, I'm not going to stop. And also, I feel like there's so much that needs to be done. You know, um, when I was in school and learning about African-American history and also seeing the state of black people in fashion and Mm -hmm. understanding how much we've accomplished, but also how how far there is still left to achieve Mm -hmm. and also understanding the particular mission that I've taken on, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's not an easy mission. And that mission is to 
to get respect for those who've come before us while also documenting everything that is going on right now and mm-hmm. doing it in a way that is high end and luxury and getting rid of this whole idea that we are less than or, mm-hmm. or <laughs> I, I just I, I feel like there's a lot more for me to do. Right. And it's not about and, and, and that is actually beyond money. That's beyond fame. It's about making history mm-hmm. um, and being one of those people like an Andre Leon Talley or like like Amisa Hilton or like an Emil Wilbekin or like any of um, uh, the, you know, huge designers, Elizabeth Keckley. Like these are the people that I look up to in, in the fashion industry and just wanting to be on that level. Mm-hmm. Um and I, and I just think that until I'm there, I'm not going to stop. Right. Do you get a, do you ever get a chance to turn off? Do you ever a chance just to be just clear, you know, like nobody knows your name, nobody knows who you are. Do you ever get a chance for your, you know, to be by yourself? No. Or do your own thing? Wow. How is that? <laughs> I mean, I try. Listen. You Sometimes say you try. Like, <laughs> listen, like. I have an assistant now and also a photographer and they're like, yeah, Claire, I'm going to be um, on vacation for this week. And I'm like, Oh, how nice that they mm-hmm. get to go on vacation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going on vacation. You know what I mean? Not to say that they should not go on vacation. God bless them if they go on vacation. But for me, I am literally not going to stop until I get it. And you know, like, my my work is fun so that mm-hmm. that's a good thing it doesn't really feel like work to me like mm-hmm. we just were in atlanta for combos with claire which was really it was a feat to accomplish especially mm-hmm. it was hot in atlanta i was doing all this manual labor um <laughs> but i also got a chance to because my parents are down in atlanta and so are my best friends from high school so i was able to spend time with them um, I was able to go to my friend's wedding um, that I normally wouldn't have, have gone to. So even though it's like a lot that goes into producing these events, there are those moments or days where I can just sit there and talk to my dad for three hours, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, I definitely need a spa day, right? So I'm going to Just a day? Just a day? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was the last day you took an official vacation? Um... It's been a while. Wow. I can't remember. I cannot even remember. Wow. And you've been at it since 2006, Claire. <laughs> no, I know. Right. I just don't, you know, when 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 your dreams are so big, you know, obviously don't burn out, right? Mm, exactly. And, and, one, and one of my colleagues in Atlanta, he was like, did you eat? Right. He was at the event and he was like, have you eaten yet? Like, have you, you need to sleep? And I'm like, no, I haven't eaten anything, but um, yeah, I'll sleep later. You know what I mean? So right. I, I, I make sure that, you know, I can sleep in. Today I slept in. Okay. I slept in until like 1130, right. you know, so I do have those moments where I make sure that I'm, I get my sleep. I definitely get my sleep on. Um, but I, I just feel like vacations are a reward for a job well done. And, um, um, I've done a good job, but I just, you know, we, we dealt with a bit of a setback last year. Instagram was disabled for, I think, eight months. 
And so all this year, it's been a process of rebuilding from that and, and getting back to where we were before this happened. Right. Um, so I just feel like there's a lot of catch up that I need to do and a, just a lot that I need to do. So hopefully I'll go on vacation soon. But mm. for, for right now, it's not in the foreseeable future. Do you have like a, <laughs> you know, do you have like a significant other that kind of keeps you grounded or, you know, how to have being an entrepreneur affecting your personal life in terms of, you know, that's don't have nothing to do with business. Just, you know, just you and 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 your your family and your friends. How have that really impacted? Is there a sac- is that a sacrifice you had to make or? No, I think a lot of people think I'm single, but I'm not. Oh, um, you're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> you hear it first here. <laughs> oh God. Oh, awesome. God. And, awesome. Um, in my life and I, I I do like um I'm not one of those people that's like F a personal life and I don't need no friends. Like no, I'm I'm a very like friendly person. I've had relationships and friendships with the same people since I was like twelve years old. Like okay. I'm extremely low when it comes to um friendships and so I have really great strong friendships and I you know I I date so, but I like to keep all that stuff off of social media. Mm-hmm. I know that um, some people share great ways Overshare. with me, <laughs> but um, I'm just like my, I, I don't make any, any mistake about it. Like Instagram for me is about business. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not going to post, you know, anybody that I'm dating or or even my family sometimes, and a lot of my friends are not even on Instagram. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, Instagram, that's cute. You know what I mean? Um, so I just like to keep it separate. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just one of those people that want to separate, um, you know, business from, from personal. So, right. Well, yeah, you, that's- well you've done a good job because I, I mean, <laughs> all I've seen is clear, 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 clear. I'm like, how does she? keep going so you seem to have like a well-rounded life even though you're going so hard as an entrepreneur definitely definitely well-rounded okay mm-hmm. so you know marriage in the future <laughs> so i do hope so i do have baby fever fashion bomb kids gives me a uh, baby fever okay all the time okay <laughs> like, oh my God. okay well you sound very um, happy you sound very you know driven and focused you know What's next for you? Well, that's a good question. Um, I really want to move to LA. I've been talking about it for months, if not years now, and um, I want to make that happen soon. Working on a second book. Oh wow! So working on TV. Mm-hmm. Finally, getting that TV exposure. Um, there's been so many discussions about it over the years and I feel like 2019, 2020 might be that year that I kind of make that television debut. So, okay. Stay tuned. I see a lot of people moving to LA. Uh, is there a specific reason why LA? I think that LA is experiencing a black Renaissance um, with Wakanda, with Insecure, with, blackish was kind of like the the success of so many all black cast um tvs and tv tv shows and movies i just think that the time is really now to 
to benefit and um and and I think Hollywood is open like they're we've kind of gotten rid of that whole age old belief that black doesn't sell mm-hmm. and so um I think it's about striking while the iron is hot and and understanding that there's an open field right now out there for creatives mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. um and also just seeing how many New Yorkers are out there it's like just basically going somewhere with sun all the time, like no snow, right? No, so far, right, right. <laughs> kind of living life at a slower pace, but surrounded by your community, right, so. right. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any advice that you want to offer anyone who's looking to follow their heart and passion? You know, whether it be in fashion or whatever. Is there any one thing or two things you want to? you know, advise them to do in terms of, you know, make, taking that leap to make it happen? Um, it's interesting you asked me that because I just wrote something on com about that. But I would just, I always say to keep going. One of my mentors, she always would say, keep on keeping on. And um, what I wrote about today on The Bomb Life was just that uh, sometimes we'll put our best effort forward and we might not get the response that we want, but we shouldn't be discouraged if if that happens, just keep going and keep building upon what you have created. Like nobody, Beyonce wasn't built in a day. Oprah wasn't always who she is. Like we don't see those, those times where they might've performed in empty arenas or they were booed or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But they kept, so um I think I'm just proof uh that being persistent and consistent and also keeping God first you will you will break through but just don't give up awesome that's awesome well Claire thank you so much you've dropped a lot of gems and you share some really amazing experiences uh on this podcast so thank you so much and I wish you you know lots of luck it's not even a lot because I think you've been grooming for so long for, for, for greatness. So I'm excited to see where things goes for you and your company and your business partner from here. So, and I, and I wish you amazing luck. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you girl. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you all for tuning into Reverse Ambition Podcast. It is really a pleasure sharing these amazing journeys with you. It may take some time for you to find your purpose and realize your dreams or for your purpose and dreams to find you. When it happens, don't be afraid to pursue them. Be more afraid if you don't. Trust God, trust your journey, and most important, trust yourself and it will all work out. Until next time, I am Kelsa Cooper, The Social Broker. Thanks again for listening.